Hello and a warm welcome to another exciting episode of our podcast series Crafting Your Writing Career Paths and Possibilities brought to you by the Learner Me team. I'm Mahua your host and today we continue our conversation with the award-winning screenwriter Pubali Chaudhary. This is the second and final part of our conversation with Pubali. If you are listening to us for the first time, you might want to listen to the first part of this episode. In the first part of the episode, we explored screenwriting as a career choice, and today we will continue with our exploration of screenwriting for films with Pubali. Without any further delay, let's dive in. Hello Pubali, thank you so much for your time today again. So to begin our conversation, could I request you to summarize your learning, something that you think will help aspiring screenwriters? I think the most important thing to have is perseverance and determination. If you are going to hang in your boots at the first sign of obstacle and challenges, then clearly self-employment or uh, work in the creative field is not up for you, right? Even if I wanted to be a Bharatanatyam dancer, uh, our families would be like, are you sure that that can be your main profession? Wouldn't it be much better if you did accountancy, right? So that's just the nature of work we choose. So first off, I would say perseverance and determination, learning, keeping on honing your craft. You know, sometimes we look at work, even our audiences look at work and we are so, and understandably, we criticize or diss a piece of work saying, you know, this is not so great, uh, this is silly or something. All of us feel when we look at a finished piece of work that we could have done better. When we try and do the work ourselves, we realize how much tougher it is to actually come up with a good piece of a creative work. So I think learning is an ongoing process to, to teach yourself, to keep watching films, to know what's the, not just trends, but watch different kinds of films also. Bombay or a mainstream film industry looks at storytelling and looks at cinema in a certain way. But there are other kinds of film making also, right? And so if you're going to work in films, you're going to look at a plethora of different kinds of films and probably learn from all possible means. That patience, it takes time to have a project turnaround or to get your lucky break or whatever in multiple ways or or like I said, rewriting it, it requires patience of you that you can still engage with the material and come up with a slightly different interpretation or improve it. Yeah, I would say these are important and uh, yeah, I think I've covered it like in, like I like saying you got to have a thick skin because uh, rejections are part of the process. Not everything you write will be appreciated or will get made, or even if it's appreciated, but it might not get made, right? That kind of resilience is important. Yes, which is why I started this conversation by saying, unless you're really passionate about it, you will feel frustrated. Even with a sufficient amount of uh, passion, you will feel frustrated. Any artistic work makes us encounter that, right? And so... Learn to deal with the emotional upheaval of having a creative career, you know, and some days it's not about anybody else. Some days it's just about you. You just don't like what you're producing, what you're writing. You just think there's constant self-doubt that we battle, that this is not good enough. You know, you suffer imposter syndrome. I'm not a writer. I'm not a filmmaker. I'm just bluffing my way through. I can't write one line like that famous filmmaker did or whatever. 
So uh, artistic careers are hard that way. You're, but also learn not to be super hard on yourself because those self-doubts and those challenges will come along. But you need to know how that it is part of the process. It is part of the process. When typically your phrase gets thrown around, writer's block, I would say all of us have it and uh, you just learn to accept it as part of the process that there will be times when I feel like I don't have a good enough idea for the next thing to happen in the story, right? And it takes time. You can take time off the material. or There are different coping mechanisms of how you deal with that. So yes, it's an intense journey. I think it's not a nine to five kind of a job profile, although I don't know which job is nine to five. I think every job is now nine to nine. So the rewards of it is also at one level, very personal. When you write a good scene or when you, you know, crack something good in the story, that joy is is really exhilarating. And then if it gets, you know, also appreciated by your collaborators or to finally see your writing come up on screen, those are like really, really, really memorable experiences. And apart from the money and all of that, these would be your real payoffs, you know, to have your work finally come out on screen. That's the most exhilarating feeling for a filmmaker or a writer, right? And and of course, and then, like I said, because our line of work is in the mass media, somebody or the other, all your neighbors, all your extended family, if you were writing a TV show or a film, you know, everybody gets, feels very proud that you've done that, right? So it's it's like that, you know, it's, it's a hardish journey, I would say. There's no denying that fact. I wouldn't lie by saying, oh, no, 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 it's damn easy. Just start writing and you'll make it. But the payoffs are definitely at one level more personal and of a different uh, nature than what you find in a structured day job. I mean, I'm sure if you get a promotion in a job, that's also a great feeling. But that public adulation or to, and not just your neighbors and family and friends, sometimes finally you'll have strangers writing to you saying, we love that moment in that film you wrote, you know, or we, or we just love that story. Or I used to know a friend who is exactly like the character you've written. Uh, those things are really invaluable. I mean, if you're not somebody who finds these things um, rewarding enough, then clearly this is not the line of work for you. Because people like us then or people who choose to work for us, that's like real validation, right? Somebody calling me and saying, Hey, I watched your film and, you know, you seem to have captured something of my life. You can't have better certification than that, are you? That's no less than any formal awards that you get or stuff like that. Yeah. I think that stays with you far longer than the money and the fame and the rest of the things. Yes. These personal uh, communication or the messages that you get. Yes. Yeah. Or even a good review or to see, I mean, yeah, there is a, even if you're a behind the scene worker, if you're passing by and you see your film or your shows holding right there on a big junction, it's going to make you feel very, very proud. It doesn't matter if 10,000 people know about it or not, but you know that you've put in your bit. And of course, there's social media today. We are all busy blowing our own trumpets, so you won't go unnoticed. You will make sure that you announce to the world your contribution to it. So that is also there. So, But yes, the idea that something that I wrote, something that I imagined, something that was just there in my head, is now out there on a screen and is resonating or hopefully touching chords and with 
strangers. What can be a better reward than that for any creative professional? Yeah. So here you have kind of elaborated the struggles and the mindset kind, uh, the mindset that you need to come with. So what I find very interesting with any kind of storytelling is there's a mass appeal. So you are writing a story that touches so many people. And um, is there a way, how do you know that this is how I can evoke emotions in so many people at the same time? I don't think you can say that. I don't think, you know, if you're composing a piece of music, do you know that, you know, did Beethoven really know when he was writing the Fifth Symphony that it's going to be like such an iconic piece forever and ever? You can always hope for it, but uh, I don't think there is any formula, like a theorem that will say, hence proved that this is a fantastic story or this is a fantastic piece of music. Like most artistic work, you work in darkness. You, You give in your best, you know, and... It sounds kind of esoteric, but I don't have any other way of uh, putting it that that's what it means to put your blood, sweat, everything you got into your work, right? And you put a part of you in there, which which is why a while earlier when I was saying that if you don't have a personal connect to the subject matter, it would be very tough to do a good piece of work, right? So in many, many hidden ways, not about just, oh, You know, this happened in my life and I put it in the film. It's not just a straight up uh, reduction like that. But in many ways, you really put yourself into your work. And yeah, as long as you've been true, I think, and you've given your best shot. After that, that magic of being adulated, mass adulation, mass appreciation, that is not something you can control or predict. I think it just happens. And that's that's part of the magic of our work, you know, that we never know that, oh, this thing really touched someone or this thing really worked for people. You know, often the contrary might happen that I might think that I have a winning formula. This one, certainly people will like. Uh, and maybe that film doesn't become such a success, right? And that's just how it is, Yeah. But I think staying true to the emotions, uh, there's a certain honesty in writing or in creative work, right? There is a certain posturing, exactly that, that, oh, this will get huge mass appreciation and I should do that. Vis-a-vis, this is what I know to be, not the final objective truth, but my emotional truth. And I'm putting that into my writing. I think that's your best bet, apart from... The technical things like research or, you know, there's a certain craft involved. It's not just about putting emotions. And and when I say putting emotions, it doesn't mean writing sad scenes or characters are crying. You know, that's not what writing emotion, putting your emotion in is. So, of course, there's a craft and technique over which you can improve and you have to try and improve. As you practice, you do improve. There's It's like yoga. It's like any physical fitness, right? You keep doing it, you'll get better at it. So it's like any other thing that what in India we would call sadhana. 
right? You you keep practicing it, you keep devoting yourself to it, you're sure to see results. That is there. But whether it will become a hit or not, I have no idea. I have no real good answers to that. Oh, this is what you should do to ensure that your work becomes a hit. Uh, I think that's really left to fate, luck and the magic of communication. So now, Pubali, do you consider commercial viability when you are writing any sketch? And how do you do that balancing act? It's a tight rope walk. I'd be lying if I said that I do not have to think of viability. When I teach screenwriting, I tend to be more of a purist or... I mean, I do have a part of me which is a purist and even right now I'm grappling with an idea which is probably not the most commercial of ideas and getting it made will be a challenge. And personally, I have repeatedly invested myself in writing ideas which I know are going to be hard to produce within the quote-unquote mainstream system. But I do it because the idea has that pull on me. And you can't but answer that call because that, that's just the idea that you're really dying to explore and dying to write. So if I didn't have that freedom, why not do, you know, why not do a job? That is why that is the benefit of being self-employed, right? That I can write what I want at some level, you know, not as an ultimatum. Of course, you got to pay your bills and all of that. But right, say if I were an advertising copywriter, I can't really say I, I'll write what I want. You know, I have to write to brief. And uh, similarly in films, like I said, sometimes very often you have to write to brief if you're collaborating with a producer, director, and you've been hired by someone to write something. I think what you try and do is smuggle in what you want to do and package it in a way that feels accessible and mainstream enough, right? You add little touches. I think it's an exercise in subversion that um, right up front when I pitch the story, Nobody should see it for, <laughs> for the other ambitions that I have in it. You smuggle it in, uh, but you also package it so that it still seems exciting. Finally, it's story. It shouldn't be boring like uh, the writers have gone on to say that the only sin in script writing is to be boring, right? So never mind if you have a highfalutin idea, but if it's boring, it's not going to work, right? So we have to think of, and by entertainment, I don't mean some diluted thing, but I mean engaging, right? My audience should be drawn into the film, right? Uh, should be drawn into whatever the show, the film, etc. And within that, so you keep Something that is accessible, that seems popular enough. And mostly those are signaled by casting. What you call commercial is basically whether bigger, uh, well-known actors, stars are acting in it, right? That makes a film, so to say, commercial at, finally at the end of the day. And if you've worked with some new graduates from the National School of Drama, it won't be considered necessarily a very commercial project, right? Because the actors don't have that star pull or whatever. So yes, it needs to be appealing to a certain kind of actor, to a certain stature of actor. And it doesn't always happen that way. Even within the mainstream industry, many actors can pass on a script saying, or, you know, there are many other logistical things. Right now, they don't want to do a role like this or blah, blah, etc, etc. So I think it's mixed between uh, trying to say what you really want to say, but also making sure that the communication is not Boring, not too dense, you know, like it will reach. And finally, that's why I'm saying 
if the emotions are in place, then that's your best bet, hopefully, right? Okay. Anybody listening to the story or reading the story feels that I was engaged, you know, I was interested, I, I wanted to know more. That means your story is doing its job, right? So yeah, you got to balance it out, I think, yeah. Let's say if you are a lead for a web series and you have a bunch of writers, new writers working with you. So how would you say that this script is good or this script is needs kind of improvement? Oh, what are your criteria? Scene writing. I think when it finally boils down to screenplay writing, one is we start with ideas, right? We start with ideas like, okay, let's put three friends in locked in an elevator. That's my story starting just as an example, right? So these are ideas and ideas, many people will have ideas and this confluence of ideas in a writer's room can really give rise to something interesting or that's the hope. But when it comes to then finally putting thoughts to paper, I would look at good scene writing, which means economy, not overstating what you want to say, you know, one of the common follies of less experienced writers would be overwriting, right? The character keeps repeating what he's feeling or saying or something like that. Taking shortcuts, you know, directly saying, I'm angry at you. Actually, in life, rarely do people, you know, when a couple fight, rarely do they start the fight by saying, I'm angry at you. They start with, why did you leave the towel on the bed again, right? So, Capturing these nuances are very important and dialogues on your nose can be a real put off. And uh, yeah, which is why I would say, going back to your earlier question, skill sets, I would say observation and curiosity about people is another very essential skill set, right? And that includes yourself. If you're not to a certain degree self-aware, I'm not saying we are all Gautam Buddhas here, not at all, but at least the ability to study people, including yourself. Right. If, if we do not have that, we can't possibly recreate something which is lifelike or which rings true. Right. So I would look at those things, whether you're able to tell something cinematically somewhat, I mean, through visual, through sound. Can you cut out dialogue, but yet communicate through an action or through a certain you know, visual device of something? Those would all be hallmarks of good writing not overstating things, like I said, and it's like a golden mantra that we have, show, don't tell, you know, show that she's impatient. The character is not going to say, yeah, I'm feeling impatient. She is just going to act in a way, I mean, behave in a way, which is going to communicate to the audience that she's impatient. This is very important for screenwriting, right? So stuff like that. One is, like I said, one is at the idea level, do you have good ideas? But also when it comes to the building blocks of a screenplay for the scenes, I need to know. And even when you're writing it in a story, can you write without overstating and describing behavior? What is your understanding of people and characters? I think psychology also, I mean, I'm not saying you need to have formal degrees in psychology, but when I say you need to be a good observer, you need to be curious about people and to understand how people behave and how that relates to actually what they are feeling. Rarely do people exactly say what they are feeling, right? So like subtext is a very important part of writing because people actually don't ever directly say, I'm jealous of you, 
right? They would never say that, but it could be an important character dynamic, right? Uh, between two siblings or whatever, even between spouses that I'm jealous of you. This is my story idea that, you know, this these two siblings, they will be jealous of each other or one will be jealous of the other. How do you bring this out? That comes from being able to, like I said, observe behavior and think how, how does jealousy come out? And then a fight would be about a trivial thing, but every audience, and that is the emotional intelligence, we understand, oh, they're fighting over whatever, why have you taken my dress? But actually she's possessive or actually he's jealous or whatever it is, right? This is what is the key of screenwriting, to be able to show through a not so obvious way what really is the character about, you know? If I request you to maybe give some examples from the kind of work that you have done, and I'll go back to the question that I asked about the mass appeal part of it, in the sense that when you worked on Rock On, that was quite a popular movie, and especially amongst the youngsters, not just youngsters, even our age group. We were quite happy when we saw that movie. We came out with smiling faces. So similarly, Kai Poche, for example, you mentioned Eva, engaging the audience through your scripts, right? So that is what I meant. Is there a technique to engage the audience? I can't say about a technique in like, you know, in one line that, that works. And uh, let me remind you that Rock On on paper did not look like a very masala commercial film, neither on paper and nor on screen. You know, one of the things yeah. that is good about the film, I would say, and that is not just my credit, but collectively for the entire film cast and crew and the director and actors, everyone, is that it did set a slightly different tone from what we recognize as commercial films, right? A large action film or, you know, or what today is now very popular, like a spectacle show. A big star will come, there'll be trains burning, there'll be huge action sequences, there'll be uh, foreign locations, which has of course been a staple of Hindi film industry for a very long time. Rockon had none of those. And plus another major thing for Mass Appeal is like, will it run in, it used to be a bigger consideration in I think in yesteryears, will it run in smaller towns? You know, will the arm janta mm -hmm. watch it, right? That's your Amitav Bachchan hits, right? Okay, when Amitav comes onto the screen, you know, people will blow whistles and throw coins and, you know, that city mark kind of scenes. We still want that. Of course, everybody wants that. But uh, with the advent of multiplex and all of that and urban audiences, or these digital streaming platforms, uh, sensibilities have uh, also been changing. Uh, so anyway, to come back to it, Rock On On Paper did not feel, I wouldn't think in 2006, 7, it released in 2008, but when we were working on it in 2006 or 7, anybody would say, oh, this is a sure shot recipe for success. You know, this is going to like just rake in the money for the producer like anything. It, it wasn't, the buzz wasn't. So even when... Our promos had started coming, I think. Mostly the traditional wisdom was such an urban story of some rock band, you know. What is its mass appeal? If I put it to you on paper today, that it's about some Bombay city boys doing this Western rock music. Would you think that it's a great recipe for mass success? No, right? And it wasn't even then. So, and it's not a hit like, like I don't know, maybe, maybe like, Three idiots for just for example, 
right? Which has probably a far more mass appeal than maybe a film like Rock On. And that's just an example. But and in any case, I don't think, but still it made a place for itself. It did resonate. It, it did find some acclaim. It did well for almost the entire cast and crew. Anybody associated with the film had uh, like a boost in their, had a shot up their arms that they were part of this project. Farhan's debut wasn't actually his debut acting, but it's the first film that came out. He had already acted in something else earlier. So yeah, or for my director, all of them enjoy it. So that's why I'm saying it's very difficult to say, is there a technique that we put into place to make it successful? I think you believe in the story, you believe in what you're doing and you try and do it with uh, as much integrity and honesty that you can. And when the entire film crew contributes to it, your actors, your uh, all your other technicians, your cinematographer, it's a very collective effort anyway, the final film. Ipoche came from a more popular novel or at least by a very popular author. Yet it was uh, it was actually a tough script to write. We took a long time casting. We, we spent a lot of time in writing and pre-production because we didn't get the right cast for the longest. So, you know... When it becomes successful and for people on the outside, it will always seem like, oh, it's such a lark, right? But the inside story can be quite different. You know, the inside story will still have a lot of challenges, a lot of struggles. And then you, once it is successful, then retrospectively, you can say, oh, we to pata hi tha. But truth be told, we pata nahi hota hai. You know, and uh, you just do your best. You mentioned that uh, there is a way to engage. You have to engage your audience. Yeah, so. as to what would make people feel curious, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if I introduce a character and it's tough for me to now just offhand say it in uh, on an interview, but if I'm introducing a character and if I spell everything out at first go, would you like it? You wouldn't like it. You'll, you'll find it boring, right? But if I indicate something or if I show you that the character is saying something but doing something quite different, immediately you're interested. You know, oh, but you know, just now he said that, but it's not just about creating lying characters. It's not that. But of course, and there is a certain heroism if I show that a person is sacrificing his life for the country or whatever, whatever. But those are typically not your beginning of your story. You know, those are what you're going towards, right? But say for a film that will climax in a person sacrificing for the country or whatever, for a greater cause, how do you define this character? How do you set this character up initially to have that climax? If he's a very selfish character at the onset, would it work? Or yes, sometimes it works that we show a transformation, that something happened. He started off as being rather selfish till something happened and he turned and changed. Yeah, so that's almost like, you know, I can't cover an entire screenwriting course. And in any case, no amount of theory will make it work. What makes you a good writer is writing, you know. Of course, you can folks listen to podcasts and there are there's so much material out there today, right? There are books, there are podcasts, there are YouTube tutorials and screenwriting because uh, the American system is, uh, Americans follow a lot of method, right? So there'll be multiple, multiple uh, blogs or whatever stuff on the internet, which tells you exactly what to do. The three act structure by page 15, by minute 15, this should happen by minute 45, that should happen. So you can read all of that and they have a kernel of truth in all of it. But 
you have to write to know that and a good way to really learn instead of you know it seems like i'm not sharing a skill uh, set or a toolkit uh, it is difficult and number one that's a learning platform like really i'll have to do a workshop teach a course to get into really nitty gritties of the technicalities but what works is if you study a film that you really enjoy right and you do a breakdown of uh, what worked for you why do you find this character so interesting or you no know, or what was unexpected in the story so storytelling is also a negotiation of meeting expectations and subverting expectations right when i audience everybody there is a collective uh, intelligence especially in a theater but also in today's day and time the solo viewing we do the minute you see a character you start making your judgments as an audience there's a good guy there's a bad guy ंग and that's not just because the audience is super intelligent but that's because the writing is nice enough the film making is subtle enough so that it set you up to expect this right and it pays off and and audience feels happy and that's part of what we do but it's also at times you didn't see something coming right that is also equally satisfying right okay oh shit no i didn't know acha this is how it happened right happens a lot in thrillers and mysteries but it can happen in drama stories as well that oh i did not think i did not expect a character to behave like this but i still find it plausible i still think that the journey you took me in in these 2 hours or whatever in a series 6 hours i still think yes it it feels correct that even though this is a hustler kind of a character he ends up giving up a great job opportunity because to take care of his child uh, again i'm just coming up with random examples it feels correct to you even though the character has behaved so to say out of character right so you keep uh, looking at what is if i draw a character then this is how he or she will behave and this is the behavior that my audience expects out of him but what is also going on which is why i said psychology what is going on at a deeper level and when can the character surprise us including the writer we don't have it all planned out sometimes a new thing comes up when we are writing right even i didn't see that coming but it's something unexpected as uh, i have an idea and i'm writing it out and it just gets another shape and another uh, you know shade which which works out yes so instead of like just one formula i would say the best way to learn is to watch and study your film that you like and find out what you like about it that is probably what's going to give you the clues as to how to engage an audience you know why why were you engaged you know why were you interested in this world sometimes it's the setting sometimes it's a new world right like there's a recent web series a thriller kind of thing set in rajasthan so maybe the rajasthan that novelty is helping right so that kind of uh, kind of a little rural semi rural setting for a thriller is really working right sometimes it's sometimes it's comedy right it's it's really fun the way things are happening uh, so it depends also from story to story and i don't think it's like a 
one precise one line mantra that you can have to like how to be appealing to your audience thank you so much <laughs> I have asked that same question multiple times. And I have not been able yeah. to give you a very correct answer. But uh, sure. if any of you, if you are dabbling into writing or if anybody dabbles into writing, you will know that it is so much something that comes from your subconscious and appeals to your readers or your audience's subconscious because storytelling and creative arts are like that they don't just speak to our rational minds neither do they come entirely from our rational minds so there is that magic and we need to let it happen you need to trust the process you need to trust the practice of writing to see ah this has happened this is working yes Subhavali, I have taken a lot of your time. So any final piece of advice that you would like to share? Don't get discouraged by my reality checks if I've painted a darkish picture of what it takes to be a writer because it's also extremely exciting. And uh, like I said, the rewards are often intangible as well. And if you enjoy doing something, you should go for it. That's what I did. I did not do it in a very conventional way. I entered screenwriting pretty late into, so to say, my career, uh, fairly late. But I don't regret it at all. And that's not because uh, one hasn't faced any challenges, but because you really love doing what you do, right? And that's uh, if that's the kind of person you are, that you would uh, rather devote your your time and your attention to doing something that you enjoy then absolutely go for it and like in in order to excel in anything you have to work hard you know i can't think of a single line of work where you will reach the top or you will be considered brilliant or excellent without putting in a lot of hard work and like i said a degree of luck right so the luck part we can't control the hard work we can Right. If you got to be the world's best runner, also you got to work very hard. If you want to be the world's best hedge fund manager, I'm sure you got to work very hard. So writing is no different from that, right? We can only do what is within our control. That is, uh, keep watching films, keep writing, keep practicing, and uh, have hope. I think finally, uh, hope is what we live on, right? That the next thing I write. that will really click with the audience that will really set the box office on fire or will you know will be really appreciated by critics so that kind of dreaming is very important to sustain in in creative work right a, a mix of ambition and also the to to keep striving for it so yes i think if you're up for an adventure uh, take up screen writing thank you pubali it was lovely talking to you Thanks, i really Pua. enjoyed the conversation I hope you did and I hope your audience enjoys uh, my rambling as well. I have also talked a whole lot. I hope some of it makes sense and there are also as a parting thing if you really want to learn screenwriting there are multiple resources online apart from actual film courses and writing courses and workshops there are a bunch of workshops that happen these days. You should keep an eye out for it because some amount of training will always help. Instead of you know completely self-teaching yourself, which is possible for sure, and internet is your oyster for that. Uh, but there are also other resources. There are workshops held. There are short-term courses happening. FTI offers a bunch of um, short-term courses now across the country. So if you're really interested 
you know, keep yourself in touch with uh, with the line of work and what's being advertised, what's coming up next. And soon you'll be on your own magical journey of how to tell a good story, right? So in fact, Pubali, there's a workshop that you are conducting as well, right? There's something that that's there posted on your LinkedIn for sure. That has already happened. That's uh, something that I did. I keep doing workshops on and off. And there are others, there are other senior colleagues uh, who do workshops. Anjum Rajabali does very good intensive workshop for five days, I think, at Whistling Woods. Uh, but it's open to outsiders, not just students of Whistling Woods. And there are a bunch of these things happening around. So internet has really made life so easy for us. I think, you know, 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, it was far tough for to know where the hell to start. But today, I think thanks to internet, not only do you have access to a lot of international writers, Hollywood writers, uh, their podcasts or, you know, magazines, which you can read online. And even in India, there are multiple workshops being held often or a writer's lab. And that's the way to go about it, you know, and soon all of this will not remain a mystery or it will continue to remain a mystery like it remains a mystery to me as to how to write a good story, really. But it will be a familiar, uh, you'll feel like a detective. Yes, yet another unknown case, but I'm sure I'll get to the truth at the end of the day, right? So it's going to be an adventure like that. Yes. So thank you so much for your time, Pubali. As we wrap up today's episode, I sincerely hope that you have found this conversation both informative and insightful. Your feedback and comments are greatly appreciated, so please feel free to share your thoughts. We are available on major podcasting platforms as well as LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. If you have enjoyed this discussion, don't forget to hit the like button and do share it with friends, colleagues or anyone you believe could benefit from our conversation. Moreover, consider subscribing to our channel to receive notifications of upcoming discussions as soon as they are released. Thank you once again for tuning in. Wishing you a wonderful day ahead.